Asia Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Link. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents here on Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna and I'm taking you through to 9.30 this morning. A big thank you to uh, the comrades from Solidarity Breakfast, yet another uh, interesting and informative program this morning. Of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well, and we post regular news and information about the labour movement across the Asia Pacific region. So you can stay across uh, those progressive issues if you so wish. There is much happening this weekend, as comrades are no doubt aware. Um, There is a counter-mobilisation tomorrow uh, against the United Patriots Front and um, uh, Reclaim Australia. So uh, that demonstration is at 11 o'clock in Melton at the Civic Centre, which is 232 High Street uh, in in Melton. So get along to that. I will play some announcements so that you can absolutely not miss out on that. But of course, we will start the show with news from around the region. And this morning we start in, oh, before I launch straight into it, just to let you know what's coming up in the second part of the program. So I, uh, as many, again, as many listeners are no doubt aware, the um, the APEC summit was held in Manila in the Philippines um, over the couple of days of the 16th and uh, to the 18th of November. So I'll be speaking with um, I'll be speaking with Arnell, who is from the Labor Party in the Philippines, about the counter demonstrations to oppose that APEC summit. That's what's coming up in the second part of the show. But now, news from around the region, starting in Malaysia. Following on from recent protests against government corruption, the Malaysian government this week made use of the Draconian Sedition Act to try and stifle dissent. The use of the Sedition Act by the Malaysian government has been increasing during the last couple of years. The well-known human rights and labour activist, uh, Arul Chalavan, who we call Arul, was arrested under the Sedition Act earlier this year for making comments on the trial of former Minister Anwar Ibrahim. This week, his lawyers confirmed that the Malaysian government will proceed to charge him under the Sedition Act. Arul is now facing up to three years in jail. So we will be involved in a um, campaign to ensure that Arul is not arrested, uh, is not um, ultimately jailed for three years. As many comrades know, Arul is a very close and regional partner of AAWL. Uh, He's visited us a number of times and we've gone to see him. And in fact, you will have heard his voice on this radio program many, many times. So a campaign to uh, ensure that our comrade remains free. And now moving to Bangladesh, as we've reported many, many times before, the shipbreaking industry in South Asia is characterised by union busting, low wages and horrific working conditions. 
A new video has been produced as part of a growing international campaign by labour groups to improve conditions for local workers by supporting the development of independent unions. The video focuses on the situation in Bangladesh and allows workers to describe their working conditions in their own words, as well as summarising the major issues that workers face. And it is Asbestos Awareness Week in Australia. The health issues surrounding asbestos are still a major problem for many workers in the world. As we have reported last week, there's a growing awareness of the need to ban asbestos in countries like India. This week is National Asbestos Awareness Week in Australia, where workers and labour organisations continue to raise awareness about the deadly legacy of asbestos here. A major conference is planned in Melbourne. In the meantime, one of Australia's biggest users of asbestos, James Hardy, announced that it will reduce the amount of money it contributes to a fund for workers who have developed asbestos-related diseases as a result of having worked for James Hardy. James Hardy is an Australian company which made huge profits via asbestos at the expense of thousands of workers' lives. And in Cambodia, there is an upcoming global day of action for workers in the garment industry. Cambodian garment workers have campaigned hard for a living wage for many years. They have faced a lot of repression, with workers being arrested, beaten and killed. This year, a coalition of garment unions have organised a new series of actions calling for a minimum living wage of $177 a month, better work standards and job security. This campaign is to be coordinated with labour organisations all around the world. It will culminate in a global day of action on the 10th of December, where actions will happen across the world, including here in Melbourne, Australia, that AAWL will be involved in organising. So stay tuned for information about that demonstration in support of our comrades in Cambodia. And here in Australia, the maritime industry is one of the most globally integrated industries in the world. Maritime companies globally undertake constant restructuring in order to cut workers' pay and conditions in an attempt to increase productivity and profits. Workers at Sydney and Brisbane were out campaigning for 100 days after they were sacked by the global company Hutchison. This was resolved by an agreement, but this will still lead to some job losses. In another dispute, the giant mining and energy company Alcoa is going to replace the crew of the MV Portland ship with unorganised labour from another country at much reduced wages and conditions. And just to remind listeners that the big uh, dispute at the Hong Kong port was a Hutchison dispute as well, so uh, bringing that issue a bit uh, closer to home too. And our last story this morning relates, uh, comes from Bahrain. Workers have been integral in the uprisings in countries in North Africa and West Asia during the Arab Spring. They've, been, they've then suffered greatly as these uprisings have been met with state violence. In Bahrain in 2011, a mass popular uprising was repressed by the Bahrain government with the help of Saudi Arabia military. Mahdi Abudib was the president of the Bahraini Teachers Association and one of the many trade unionists arrested in Bahrain. He was sentenced to five years in jail. Abudib is now in poor medical health and there is an ongoing international union campaign calling for his release. So lots of repression across the world or across Asia. Many, many of our comrades facing arrest and prison 
with the intention of preventing us from continuing to organise. So, comrades, really important. Now is the time to be active and to be involved and uh, stay in touch with comrades that are uh, organising various events so that you can get along to them. It's eight minutes or nine minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. I'm going to go to some community announcements and then our feature interview for the morning. Do you have a community event or campaign you'd like to announce on radio? Maybe your group would like to take a tour of 3CR and find out how community radio works. Are you in a band and would like to record a demo? Or maybe there are people in your workplace or activist organisation who would like to undergo media skills training. 3CR is a resource for the community and offers community announcements, station tours, studio hire and media skills workshops at affordable prices. For more information, contact 3CR on 9419 8377 or go to our website www.3cr.org.au. On Sunday, November the 1st, five members of the fascist group United Patriots Front, the UPF, gained entry into 3CR and filmed throughout the building without permission. In an effort to intimidate the station and its programmers, then they posted the video on their Facebook page. The UPF also made an unwelcome visit to the Melbourne Anarchist Club on the same day. 3CR rejects these tactics of intimidation and expresses our solidarity with other groups subjected to harassment and vilification from groups such as the UPF, who are of concern because of their racist, Islamophobic and anti-Semitic beliefs, hostility to the left and capacity for violence. 3CR reasserts our commitment to progressive politics and our core mission of providing a voice to people denied a voice elsewhere in the media and in society. Affiliated with the station are a diverse range of community organisations from trade unions to housing groups to music appreciation clubs. We stand by our commitment to provide a voice for Muslims, newly arrived migrants, Indigenous people, unions, women, queers, the working class, people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds and people with a disability. As such, we will continue to do what we have always done, uphold basic principles of human dignity, diversity and fairness. We call on all listeners and supporters to join us in rejecting this amateur schoolyard bullying and the politics of fear that fosters bigotry and the marginalisation of vulnerable minorities. 3CR, where diverse communities work in solidarity with each other. Reclaim Australia and the United Patriots Front are at it again and they're still using Islamophobia to divide us. Next, they'll blame Unionists, First Nations people, women, LGBTIQA people, people of colour, the list goes on. They've organised another rally to promote their hate speech and we're going to stop them. Rally on Sunday, November 22nd to remind these thugs that they'll always lose in Melbourne. 11am outside Melton City Council, 232 High Street, Melton. For more information and to get details on the rally, text subscribe to 0422 726 843. The campaign against racism and fascism is a 3CR supporter. Workers United, never be defeated. Workers United, well overcome. 
Yes, absolutely get along to that demonstration tomorrow at 11 o'clock in Melton. It's 12 minutes past 9 o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. As many listeners will be aware, the APEC Summit And just so you know, APEC stands for the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation. So that summit met from the 16th to the 18th of November in Manila in the Philippines. Comrades from the Labor Movement, the Peasants Movement and from the General Left organised mobilisations against the summit to oppose its pro-business and anti-Labor record. Among the rally organisers was Arnel from the Labor Party Philippines and I had an opportunity to speak with him about what went down. You were involved in some counter-demonstrations to the um, Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit that was held in the Philippines over the last few days. Tell me about the counter-protests uh, and mobilisations. Yeah, there was actually various mobilisations. Uh, Partido ng Manggagawa joined uh, one of the demonstrations. It was on uh, November 18, the first day of... Uh, the official summit, maybe around a thousand uh, protesters from the workers, peasants, students, women, and other sectors participated. We, we didn't get, get near the actual summit venue because uh, there was a lockdown of Metro Manila. Roads were closed and there were police barricades uh, against all of the protests planned. And what kind of tactics were used by the police towards the protesters in the place that you were able to mobilise? They they allowed the protest to to march, but they blocked it uh, maybe several kilometres away from the actual ven, uh, summit venue, somewhere in the middle of uh, Manila. So there were... Uh, like hundreds of riot police. In some places, there were like uh, empty container vans used to block the roads. And then in some in some cases, uh, the police blared uh, loud music to drown out the program uh, and the speeches of the protesters. And there were workers from two uh, Korean companies in particular that um, have been highlighted as participating in the demonstrations. And those are workers from Kepco and from Taisung. Can you tell me a little bit about these companies and why those workers particularly were involved in the counter-demonstrations? Yeah, Uh, there are actually many disputes involving uh, Korean companies uh, we're just familiar with two, with Kepco and Taisung. Kepco is a state-owned power company of South Korea, and it has coal plants in the Philippines. One is in Cebu, which is in the middle of the Philippines. The other is in Batangas, which is uh, just outside Metro Manila. The coal plant in Cebu is involved in a labor dispute for illegal dismissal of the union president and of uh, when for union busting. Taisung, on the other hand, is a metal company in the biggest economic zone in the Philippines, just outside of Metro Manila. Uh, 
the labor dispute at Taisung also involves illegal dismissal and union busting. It seems to be a like a common trend for many of the Korean companies. They are uh, vehemently anti-union. Absolutely, and you're probably aware that the Korean unions are in uh, the fight of their life at the moment against an offensive by the government and these companies to actually try and take them down so that they can continue with their massive exploitation of workers. Um, we have spoken to you about Taisung before because you and your organisation were very much involved in that dispute. What I'd like um, to ask you to remind our listeners is about the conditions in those economic zones, just so people can appreciate what kind of environment these Korean companies are setting up their factories in. Yeah. Uh, specifically for Taisung, Taisung is located in the Kabi, what is called the Kabite Economic Zone. So it's, uh, it is an export zone where maybe some 60,000 workers uh, have work. So there are hundreds of factories. Uh, many are Korean-owned, but there are others that are owned by locators from Japan, the United States, from Taiwan. Okay. So they invest and put up factories and ex- export zones because they're more or less uh, protected from uh, the problem of unionism, at least from their point of view. Okay, although the labor code does not or allows uh, the formation of unions, in it is common knowledge than in the export zones, the export zone authority, the local government. Okay. Uh, and management of the investors connive to prevent all efforts at unionizing and therefore improving the wages and working conditions of workers. So many of the workers would just be given minimum pay, although in other cases we have found out of uh, factories paying below the labor standards mandated by law. In the Philippines, the minimum wage uh, uh, in in Cavite, the minimum wage is just around 300 pesos a day, which comes up to something like uh, $7 a day, 7 US dollars a day. Yeah, so not much at all while these companies are making massive, massive profits. Yeah, yeah, that's the case. For example, Taisung is is it's it's a it's a small company. Taisung is a small company, and the factory employs just five hundred workers. Uh, it's not by any chance famous, but the factory is part of the supply chain of big multinational companies. For example, it produces for a company called APC, which produces uninterrupted power supplies. Uh, it produces for Mitsubishi, for Honda, for Caterpillar, okay, among other uh, big multinational companies. And these summits, the APEC Summit, the World Trade Organization Summit, these opportunities for the leaders um, of massive industrial countries and the bosses of massive corporations 
what what do the the governments and the bosses achieve in these summits? And I guess part of that is why is it important for us to oppose them? In 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 the APEC and uh, other summits such as the WTO, they codify these new agreements that further trade liberalization uh, policies that facilitate privatization of state-owned assets and companies okay that are basically favorable for the corporations okay and the bosses so it's important for them because they're able to push uh, these policies onto the less developed countries such as the Philippines and so that is why these counter summits or these protests are important in order to expose the real agenda behind APEC or WTO. Because for example, APEC, the theme for APEC this year is building inclusive economies, building a better world. Okay. So in no way is APEC, uh, the real agenda of APEC, to build a better world or make uh, to make economies include have an inclusive growth. That means it's their new tagline that basically means that they're going to alleviate poverty through trade liberalization. That is simply a throwback back in 1996 when APEC had its summit also in the Philippines. Those were the same things that were bandied about. 19 years ago that through liberalization globalization uh, the philippines will develop workers will benefit okay? uh, the people will uh, will get out of poverty okay? but in the past 19 years conditions have only worsened especially for the workers contractualization for one over the past two decades, it had worsened to the point where most of the employed uh, workers now have to contend with contractual or temporary contracts just to have work. And just in summary, Anel, would you say that the counter demonstrations were successful? What did our side, so the workers, what did we achieve in opposing the APEC summit? I think it, it was it was worth all the effort to uh, launch the protest. And then even before the protest, there were various uh, fora and uh, conferences held okay, where uh, not just activists, but other uh, concerned people uh, got a chance to Heard their, have their voices heard and their uh, interest okay, discussed and how on how they are negatively impacted by APEC and similar uh, projects of economic uh, integration or globalization. So it was important to put forward an alternative view that it's that it's not really true APEC, it's not really true uh, neoliberal globalization that development or poverty could uh, be alleviated. Uh, 
I guess one important part of the protest was the participation of uh, some uh, some guests or delegates from abroad. And this in for in the case of the People's Forum on APEC, in which PM Partido Mangagawa participated, uh, there there were guests from Malaysia, in particular the Socialist Party of Malaysia. And also participants from uh, progressive groups like from Japan. So it was important to have uh, the point of view of people from the different APEC countries come together in contrast to the uh, official summit of APEC in which just the political leaders and aside from them, the business leaders or the capitalists from the big capitalists from the APEC countries who were part of the official ano, of the official uh, proceedings. So it was clear just from the counter summit that there were two voices, the voices of the bosses and of the rich er, of the 1% and then the voices of the 99% of the workers, the peasants, the ordinary people who are reeling from the impact of uh, globalization and its crisis. Anil, thank you so, so much for your time. Uh, thank you too, Giselle. Come down to the Lerman Hotel in Brunswick East on Saturday the 28th of November at 9pm for the Joe Hill Centenary Tribute Concert. Old-time union band, Bob Mancor, local Melbourne musicians plus special surprise guests will perform songs of workers' struggle and pay tribute to a man who inspired Woody Guthrie, Paul Robeson, Joan Baez, Pete Seeger, Bruce Springsteen and countless others. For more information, visit www.3cr.org.au. In Salt Lake City, just as I am standing by my bed. It is 26 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. That interview that you just heard was an interview I conducted with Arnel from the Socialist Party, sorry, from the Labor Party of the Philippines. Right at the end of the interview, he talked about um, some visitors that came to Manila in order to participate in the anti-APEC demonstrations and he mentioned the Socialist Party of Malaysia. Uh, and I just wanted to um, connect the dots for listeners. The Socialist Party of Malaysia is the party that Arul is one of the leaders of. Um, earlier in the news from around the region, we mentioned that Arul is facing three years jail on sedition charges relating to some demonstrations he participated in earlier today. So, uh, sorry, earlier in the year. Um, so just want to put listeners on notice that we will be campaigning very, very hard for Arul and he no doubt has comrades right across the region that will equally be fighting to ensure that he does not go away um, for three years on the ridiculous charges of sedition. And it is time for us to start wrapping up the show. I just wanted to remind people about the demonstration tomorrow in Melton. I will play that announcement just as we close the show. It's really critically important that people get behind this. Um, No doubt people will have read the news um, about people from the United Patriots front coming ready for a fight. It's definitely not... Um, time to retreat. We must, we must 
stand um, and take the space and um, basically back what we be what we believe in and the critical time to do that is now. So that is tomorrow at 11 o'clock at the Melton Civic Centre. I'll play that announcement as we go. Um, you have been listening to Asia Pacific Currents. I'm Giselle Hanna. Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links and you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We'll be back next Saturday from 9 o'clock with more news and current affairs from the Asia Pacific region. And coming up next is Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.